Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Door Sanctuary, and welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get these messages every week, and I pray that you are blessed today. Amen. 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 You covered me. Amen. Don't the men sound good this morning? I have to thank uh, our musicians for putting together this horn section. Did you all hear those horns this morning? Don't they also sound great? Amen. My brothers and my sisters, I will not, and I promise you, I will not be before you long this morning on this Father's Day. The other day, I was listening to uh, the radio station, and uh, every evening on this particular channel, this gospel channel, which is not local to us in Philadelphia, I was online, they do this uh, segment called, What Are You Grateful For? During one show, a man called in. They asked him what he was grateful for. And he said, I am grateful that when I got pulled over by the police officer, by a police officer, that the police officer only gave me a warning. As soon as I saw the blue light, he continued, flashing behind me, I started praying, and God showed me favor by allowing the officer to only give me a warning, and that I'm still alive (laughs) and here to be able to talk about it. After this young man had given his testimony, the others in the uh, uh, broadcasting booth, they began laughing and making fun of this poor caller, who really, what struck me as odd, what got my attention during all of this good-natured ribbing was a comment that was made by someone else in the booth. It might have been a, a producer or someone, but he said, wow. Wow, I wish I had that kind of favor. I immediately, immediately thought, how many of us, how many of us wish we had that kind of favor, especially us men? I was so sad. I was saddened because after I paused and after I thought about it, 
I wish I had that kind of favor. I realize that in Christ Jesus, we do have that kind of favor. We do have that kind of favor. And that the reason, I soon realize that the reason many of us may not experience it It's because sometimes we just don't recognize it. Because sometimes we don't believe that we can or that, 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 that we deserve God's favor. That statement that that producer made is, you see, a, a very clear indictment of his faith. He did not believe that in Christ we can and we do have that kind of favor. How many of us here this morning walk through life never activating, never realizing, never recognizing the favor of God. We're always, we're always walking around with some, with a woe is me mentality. Why hasn't God done this for me? Why has God allowed this illness to afflict me? Why is God punishing me when, my brothers and sisters, in all reality, God still favors us, even in our worst state of being? We do indeed have God's favor. My brothers and my sisters, if you will, please journey with me this morning in your life's owner's manual, your basic instructions before leaving earth. Please journey with me to the book of Job. Job, the 42nd chapter. And we're going to start at the first verse. That's Job, the second chapter, 40, excuse me, 42nd chapter. And we're going to start with verse one. Amen. Then Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. 
You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand. Things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said I will question you and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore, I abhor myself and repent in dust and ashes. And so it was, after the Lord had spoken these words to Job, that the Lord said to Eliphaz and Temanite, My wrath is aroused against you and your two friends, for you have not spoken of me what is right as my servant Job has. Now, therefore, take for yourselves seven bulls, and seven rams. Go to my servant Job and offer up for yourselves a burnt offering, and my servant Job shall pray for you. For I will accept him, lest I deal with you according to your folly, because you have not spoken of me what is right, as my servant Job has. So Eliphaz and Temanite and Bildad, and Shuhite, and so far the, Naam, the Naamathite went and did as the Lord commanded them. For the Lord had accepted Job, and the Lord had restored Job's losses when he prayed for his friends. Indeed, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. Verse 12, now the Lord blessed the latter days of Job more than his beginning. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father God, we would ask this morning that you clear our hearts, clear our minds, and clear our souls, that we may receive the message, the word that you would have for us to receive. Plant it deep in our hearts that it might grow. Consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. May my soul look up with steadfast hope and my will be lost in thine. Amen. 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 Also, you may be seated. Also, the Lord gave Job twice as much as he had before. So the Lord blessed the latter end of Job more than his beginning. Beloved, as you journey with me this morning, meditate with me upon the thought. God favors you. God favors you. The story of Job, beloved, is a great story of God's favor in the midst 
of a storm. We, we, we can glean quite a bit about our own spiritual state just by the way we respond to God when we are going through a storm, just as Job was. Job opens with a scene in heaven where, 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 where Satan comes to accuse Job before God. He insists Job only serves God because God protects him. Because God protects him. And he, Job, seeks God's permission, excuse me, he, Satan, seeks God's permission to test Job's faith, to test Job's loyalty. God grants Satan permission, but only within certain boundaries. Why do the righteous suffer? I hear this question a lot. Why do the righteous suffer? This is the question raised. After Job loses his family, after Job loses his wealth, after Job loses his health, Job's three friends, Eliphaz, Bildad, and Zophar, come, so they think, to comfort him and to discuss his crushing series of tragedies. You see, Job suffered one tragedy after another, after another, after another. And these three come to Job. And they insist that his suffering is punishment for sin in his life. These are his friends. Job, though, remains devoted to God through all of this, through all of what his so-called friends and he contends that his life has not been one of sin. Even though they insist, they spoke to him one by one by one, and each one insisted that Job was going through because he had committed some sin. But Job says, no, no. I'm not accepting what you've said. I have not sinned. Then a fourth man by the name of Elihu tells Job He tells Job that he needs 
to humble himself. That he needs to submit to God's use of trials to purify his life. Finally, finally, Job questions God himself. And while he's questioning God, Job learns a valuable lesson about God's sovereignty. He learns a valuable lesson that, uh, uh, where he, he needs to totally trust in the Lord. I can imagine that at this particular point, it just might have been a little hard to trust in the Lord after he lost his children one by one by one, and he had ten of them after he lost his home, after he lost his, his wealth, which, which, which he accumulated because of all that he had. I can imagine it might have been a little hard for Job to totally trust in the Lord after he had been inflicted in his health. And he had really been afflicted. It tells us. But after Job questions God, after Job has learned these lessons about God's sovereignty, after Job has learned these lessons where he, he needs to totally trust in the Lord, Job is then restored to health. He's restored in his happiness. His prosperity is greater than his earlier state because, because of his unwavering Faithfulness. God favored Job. That's why God was confident when he made this bargain with Satan. God was confident that Job would not curse him, that Job would remain faithful. And as a result, God favored Job. Even through all that Job had gone through, even through all of his losses, God still favored Job. You see, sometimes, my brothers and my sisters, just because we go through things in our lives, it is not always a reflection of some sin in our life. It is not always a reflection of something we've done wrong. It's not always about you being punished. 
It's not about God not loving you. It's not about God not wanting you to be successful. It's not about God not wanting you to be healthy. It's not about God not wanting you to prosper, you see. Sometimes, brothers and sisters, it's just a reflection of God's belief in our resolve. It's a reflection of God's belief in our strength. It's a reflection of God's belief in our fortitude. Just like God gave Satan permission to test Job's faith, he gives Satan permission to test us, to test our faith, to test our loyalty, to test our faithfulness, to test our trust, to test our strength, to test our fortitude. Sometimes, even though it doesn't seem like it, it is God favoring us. It is God wanting to bless us. It is God wanting to make us the head and not the tail, the top and not the bottom. God favors you. A couple of years ago, I was in the process of refinancing my house. I had, I had been going through this process of refinancing for several months. And if you know anybody who's ever refinanced, it doesn't take several months. And every time I turned around, it seemed like the bank just did not want to go through with this refinance. Every time I turned around, it seemed like this refinance just was not going to happen. And one day, one day I was so angry, I was so infuriated at what the bank was trying to do that I started I almost gave up. And that's just what they wanted me to do. That's just what Satan wanted me to do. I wanted to say, screw it, and walk away. I don't need this aggravation. I had become enraged disheartened to the point that I started to get angry with God just as Job has started to become angry with God. But then in the midst of my anger, in the midst of me pacing back and forth in my office, I remembered the promises of God. I remembered that God wanted to favor me, so and I immediately started repenting for my anger. I immediately started praying just as Job started praying. I started praising God on credit 
and I remember the blood of Jesus and I immediately began to rebuke the spirit of anger. I immediately began to plead the blood of Jesus the Christ over my thoughts. I immediately began to plead the blood of Jesus over my responses, over my own ungratefulness, over my own lack of faith. And all of a sudden, All of a sudden, I just couldn't stop praising the Lord or what I call credit. You see, my whole attitude during my praise, my whole attitude towards the situation had begun to change. I remember years ago now, when I first started teaching Bible study in Sunday school, one of the things I, I taught, I always taught this, was to stop telling God about your problems and to start telling your problems about your God. Hallelujah! Let me say that again. Stop telling God about your problems and start telling your problems about your God. So, I began telling fear about the promises of my God. I immediately began pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over my anger, over my thoughts, over my disbelief. Oh, the blood of Jesus! Oh, the blood of Jesus! Oh, the blood of Jesus! It will never lose its power. I remembered that God favored me based on what he said in his word. So many times, so many times when we're going through a financial difficulty or when we've gotten a negative report from a doctor, we have to remember that God favors us. We have to remember the blood of Jesus. When we get that diagnosis, cancer, heart failure, kidney failure, COPD, HIV, MS, Brain cancer, prostate cancer, ovarian cancer, uterine cancer, breast cancer, high blood pressure, diabetes, Alzheimer's, dementia. We must stop and say, God favors me. Say it over and over and over and over again until you start believing it. God favors me. We have to stop and remember the promises of God. By his stripes, I am already healed. I am the top and not the bottom. God blesses me in my comings and in my goings. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. My cup runneth over. He prepares a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. God hasn't given me a spirit of fear. We've got to remember the promises of God. I will give you the desires of your heart. We've got to remember the promises of God. 
We've got to stop. And we've got to start pleading the blood of Jesus Christ over our bodies. We have to stop and rebuke those negative thoughts in the name of Jesus Christ. We have to stop and rebuke that spirit of fear of the unknown in the name of Jesus Christ. We have to rebuke the spirit of unbelief. We have to remember that Jesus Christ hung on the cross for our sins and for our iniquities. We have to remember that by his stripes we are healed. We have to remember that as Christians, God favored us. We have to remember the blood that Jesus shed for us way back on Calvary. We have to remember it's the blood that gives us strength from day to day. And it will never, never, never lose its power. You see, my brothers and my sisters, it's the blood and it reaches to the highest mountain. It's the blood and it flows through the lowest valley. It's the blood that gives us strength. That gives us strength from day to day. It's the blood. And it will never, never, never lose its power. It's because of the blood that Jesus shed for us. That God favors us. God favors us. God favors us. So, when it seems like all hope is gone, and you don't know how you're going to make it. Just keep on singing. Keep on praising God on credit. Remember that God favors you just like he favored David. Even though David was a murderous adulterer, God still favored David. And he for sure favors you. We don't know how you're going to make it through. How are you going to make ends meet throughout the week, from day to day throughout the week? Keep on singing. Keep on praising God on credit. Remember, God favors you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You, God favors you. Just like he favored the widow of Zarephath, who only had a little flower, and a cup of olive oil, and was preparing to make a small loaf of bread for her and her son. That's all they had, and that's what they were going to eat, and she was preparing to die, because that's all she had. She didn't know how she was going to make ends meet. But you see, beloved, God favored her, and just like he favored her, he favors you. He favors you. God favors you. Amen. Amen. And amen. Thank you for joining us today, and I pray that you've enjoyed this podcast. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Also, thank you to those of you who are a part of Open Door Sanctuary, whether you support us financially, serve with us, or you just share these messages. It's because of all of you that we are able to reach people around the world. 
If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live victoriously.